What's up, guys? Welcome back to Beyond the Veil. Beyond the Veil! <laughs> so we're back, and uh, I do have to uh, confess a few things here shortly. Yeah, he murdered, murdered bef- five children. <laughs> yeah, before uh, before we get into the humble beginnings, let's go ahead and... Hey, what have you been up to, Mike? Uh, fucking my hand a lot. Yeah, that's pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Good. That's what I do. I, I do that. Yeah, you know, I got a couple days off, and uh, I cheated on my other hand, though. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> my regular hand. My side bitch. <laughs> no, I've been working a lot, man, and like, uh, I got a project I need to cut that I've been slacking and not cutting, oh. and which is kind of lame. And uh, it's been sitting there. It's been sitting there. What about you, man? I have been uh, working. I think I brought this up the first time we recorded this, and yes. we'll get to that in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been working outside doing some fucking shit in the sun, like doing storage. Fuck the sun, dude. Dude, basically I buy people's forgotten things. Oh, shit. The the, the storage units that people forget about. Just wait till you find something that's haunted and you're going to be fucked. Right, yeah. (laughs) This cursed doll. (laughs) I thought it was just going to be my fun fuck doll, but (laughs) this haunted This haunted pair of old panties. (laughs) I put them on my body. Now I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I haven't been doing too, too much. But um, we, I, okay, here's the confession, guys. Okay. I'm just going to tell. Straight up, straight up. We got shit faced on, <laughs> and this, you won't even know, but we got shit faced a couple of days ago. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, <laughs> we even posted a video that was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. But it, it, was, it was it was all downhill from there. It was par for the course. Yeah, yeah it was definitely par for the course. But we got shit faced, and uh, uh, I, being the um, bad sound engineer, uh, decided to record <laughs> both of our voices through my mic only. So I was having this wonderful conversation with Mike, but he wasn't there. I was a ghost. You were just in the background. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh. but yeah. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, it was like a sign, you know? Oh, it's all good. I don't really care, man. It's all good. Because the radio gods were like, no, I know. The radio gods one. were like, slow your roll, dude. Just slow yeah, down. Not this one. <laughs> not this one. Don't spend it here. Oh, my God. There is some fucked up things we said in there, though, of what I can remember. Um, they would have been hell uh, editing that shit. To- but uh, so, what have you been doing? You saw, I mean, other than jerking off, just work. Kind of looking for a new job. You know what I mean? Yeah. I apply for a new job at work and watching a lot of TV. Uh, yeah. What have I been watching lately? Fuck, man. 
Anything I, good? Uh, not really. <laughs> Everything has been fucking sucking. I've yeah. been watching a lot of Man vs. Food. No, not uh, Man vs. Food. I'm sorry. Uh, what's that Guy Fieri's stupid show where he just oh, drives around in his Camaro and he just eats fucking shit and then talks about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I just, I'm really bad at like oh, I for- regular TV. <laughs> like, I really don't, I don't even subscribe to, to cable. So I'm like the worst pop culture, maybe. I, I tried watching ABC's of Death. Oh, you did? I, I didn't finish it. I got through most of it. Okay. I, I thought conceptually it was a great idea. Right. Um, on paper. On paper. And I, I really appreciate what they were trying to do, and I really dug it. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't do it for me. Well, yeah. It, it felt like the kind of thing that I – like if I was going to a club and they were having a, like a dance – Dance off, pants off, you know what I mean, or whatever. Like, I could see it being projected on the back of the wall of the dance club. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it, there was no story, there was no plot, there was no character. Some of them did, but okay, maybe. Now. But for the most part, it was just stuff. Yeah. So like, I could just get up, do the dishes, you yeah. know, play with my <laughs> cock or whatever. Oh no <laughs> way! Some of them are really good, but some of them I'm like, meh. Okay. Like I could do without. But did there's have, a few gems in that. Did they have one for F? It was like these Japanese chicks farting. Maybe. Effort fart. It has been a while, but that makes sense. Okay. There was a liter- there was a movie <laughs> about farting, and there was like some demon fart, oh. and it came out of this girl's ass. To- toilet ass or whatever the movie's called. I don't remember what it was called? It's like, about like a like a haunted toilet or something, and like demon poop. Or but something. it was like the, I remember the fart was yellow, and then some chick came out, and the, and she was like all like. Like some Indian god or some <laughs> shit. My, what's her, what's I'm Kelly. fucking all over the place. Something it was like really fucking weird. <laughs> I don't remember if it was any good, but well, let's talk about what this episode is gonna, was intended to be about two days ago. Yes, or yes, so. yes, yes, yes. Uh, we were uh, interested in we were trying to come up with an idea for what we wanted to do, and we figured we we're gonna touch upon some of the big things with us like at first. Favorite. Some sort of general sometimes. Yeah. You know, just to kind of get the wheel turning. But uh, I guess we, we're interested in mindfuck movies, and we were talking about that. Yeah, dude. Having a director, like, pull up on my head and sticking his penis into my <laughs> frontal lobe. Uh, virtually? What is it? What would it be? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they they there is a lot of really good directors that can do that. Oh, and one yeah. of them, that's our common bond. And I'm sure we're not alone on this. But it's Cronenberg. For sure. If you don't know who Cronenberg is and you like to be taken on a wild adventure and your brain shitted all over and fucking whatever else, it's it's pretty actually, it's, Cronenberg is the shit. Yeah, he's 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 the king of body modification horror, but he also is uh, does a very good job of, of fucking your mind. Yeah, oh yeah. He's... With his Canadian penis. <laughs> <laughs> so we figured not only will we talk about Cronenberg and just like single it out on Cronenberg and just like have some sort of massive like episode <laughs> over Cronenberg. Uh, oh, do you got the picture out, bro? Uh, oh, dude. Uh, oh. Cronenberg. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but no, I mean he's really that good. I have no shame. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna talk about mindfuck movies. But first, so uh, again, we're a little uh, on the late side of. Doing the the cool horror theme shots, yeah. But we are taking separate types of shots today, yeah. Because we really just at the last minute we're trying to get this done so exactly. we could get this episode exactly. out today exactly. on Monday. Because you guys don't need to hear it. You need to hear this stuff. This is important stuff. <laughs> yeah. But we're like we're we're like fucking. We had such a perfect episode. So let's drink 
to a brand new remake of episode three. Yeah. So it's a it's meta meta episode yeah. remake on remakes. Yeah, it's a remake <laughs> of the remake. So this is gonna be the shittier version. <laughs> but at least it's by the same directors. Oh. <laughs> Why? Did, oh, I thought it was more, way more than a shot. Ah, big pussy. Big old pussy. Right, straight off the the news from the Western Front. I'll read you the news. First of all, like, uh, let's go to the new Kevin Smith movie coming out. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I saw Tusk. Did you see Tusk? Yes. Okay. Uh, You know, it's kind of weird for me because I have mixed feelings on it. Okay. Yeah. It, It wasn't a great movie, but it wasn't an overly bad movie. Right. It kind of felt like it had one foot in the uh, human centipede area. Right. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And it's it's almost like, to some degree, if if I didn't know that Kevin Smith made the movie, if it was just a no-name director, right. I probably would have been like, fuck, this is awesome. I'm so proud of this guy. But when it's coming from Kevin Smith, I was like, I probably would have expected better. But at the same time, as much as I thought it was iffy... I would probably still buy it because it's so obscure and strange. Right. I, I it's enough to... for you to go, okay, this has never really been done before. Yeah. What I was getting into was uh, he's got a new film coming out where he's going to, it's called Moose Jaws. Yeah. It's a, uh, he wants to take Jaws and remake it, but rather than a shark, have it be a moose. It's, 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 I think it's the final. Fuck you to the industry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, man. It's like a. It's supposed to be like I think I guess you have like like this Canadian trilogy and this is the last one is Canadian trilogy if I understand right. correctly, but still wait a trilogy Tusk is one of them. Okay, so there's these fucked up stories that are all part of each other. As far as I understand, this oh, oh okay, but these are different stories, like separate, completely yeah. different stories. No, yeah, you got it. Same kind of thing. Okay, it sounds like I was saying he's he's kind of remaking Jaws. The third act is supposed to be different than actual Jaws, right. but it's still kind of like he's remaking it, but with the moves, and it's on land in Canada. I'm, yeah, I know. I gotta say, I'm a little... Uh, I don't want to be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing, Kevin? Damn it, because Kevin. Because what if it's genius? You know what I mean? But I don't know. Like, what are you fucking doing, Kevin? I don't no, know, man. I. It could be good. I'm totally open to it. We are fucking crazy, and we like weird shit, so yeah. obviously yeah. he is too. I think it, like the uh, Red State was actually a really good direction for Kevin Smith. Oh, it's, it, it was pretty cool, man. I know I that... I really dug on it. I think what it was is that I don't think he was even really trying to do necessarily a horror movie. Yeah. As so much as he was trying to do some like kind of weird wacky sort of I don't like Christians type thing maybe okay, okay. making fun of like the crazy Westboro Baptist yes yeah. and like what if they were just like really crazy and like what the fuck <laughs> like that would totally make sense to me and I really like that movie a lot actually yeah I, I just see I have to see it again I haven't seen it for a while yeah it's I I think and John Goodman's in it which he's not like the main part of it but oh, he does his job and he does a really good part in it yeah for sure so um but yeah I don't know Moose? Jaws? Hmm. I'm not really sure what I think about that. Okay, the next thing I got is like, turns out they're making another uh, Friday the 13th film. Yes, that's right. It's supposed to be more of an origin story, talking about the origins of Jason Voorhees and his parents. Which Uh, is kind of boring. 
No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it sucks cocks no, in mean, hell. Honestly, it really, it really would be cool to know. Like, I would like. I mean, they kind of show it in the other movies, though. Well, yeah, the, the first movie. I just he just drowned, right? Like, well, yeah, like he got picked on and he drowned because the counselors were too busy fucking each other and smoking oh, weed. That's right. Yeah, and that's why you should cool. never fuck <laughs> or smoke weed or smoke weed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is wrong. It's wrong. Don't do it. It's illegal. <laughs> so who's directing it? Breck Eisner. He did um, The Last Witch Hunter, The Crazies, and a few TV shows, but also Sahara. The Crazies is actually I, I actually really like that movie. I, I have to watch I've I've only seen the original. I've not seen the remake. Me and Christina will watch that movie every year. Wow. And whenever I suggest it, she's like, Yeah, let's watch that. Let's watch that. So it's just like one of those things that we like. I don't know, because it's got some Cronenberg-esque moments because oh, yeah. people are going nuts. And yeah. to be honest, the original film that fucking George Romero, Romero. did, uh, what he directed that movie, I believe. And it was like... The Crazies? Yeah, he did the, cr- no, the original I, Crazies. I, I so thought that was a Cronenberg a flick. Hmm? The original. I thought the original Crazies was a Cronenberg. Nope, it's uh, George Romero. Holy shit. But the remake, you know, I mean, I don't think that's really a bad thing <laughs> because I don't think the crazies, the first one, was really all that good. It kind of reminded me of like Andromeda. Do you remember the Andromeda oh, strain? Oh, so old school, dude. Yeah. like I that, watched that in class. Dude, that movie was kind of cool, but it was like once you get past a certain point, it's all science. Yeah. And kind of like. <laughs> science is dumb. Straight laced. You know, Whoa. it's like. I don't know. It's like Outbreak or something. I don't know. But um, but yeah, Crazies, I really like. There's some really fucked up scenes in that oh, movie. Oh, that's cool, man. And there's like, you know, there's some cheesy shit. But <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of cool that he might be taking on. He might do it justice. No, it's cool, man. Like, I'm, I'm down. It's just like, we've already had a... I don't know, man. I'm a purist when it comes to slasher flicks. Right, yeah. I mean, like, Shaunas Cunningham. If it's not Shaunas Cunningham, I don't know who else is going to do it. The remake that we saw back in whatever the... Right. I saw it in theaters and it sucked dick, dude. Yeah, well, and I, the, I fell asleep in the theater. I don't mind it, but I don't love it. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like floating in the. It's like a passive aggressive. Yeah, it's like, like job. my nostalgia and wanting it to be so good is so strong that I don't know. Like that, I it kind of how horrible it was. Maybe it meets somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you know, it's like opposites pulling to each other, and it's yeah. like somewhere in the middle. But I don't know. I, I, I there was some really bad dialogue in there, lots of you know obvious gratuitous nudity, nudity, which I, I was totally cool with that. <laughs> yeah, who isn't? Yeah, where he stabs a knife into her head, and then she's under the the dock. Oh yeah. And then you like it's just like it pulls her up, and she's like ah, and you just see nothing but Booby. large breasts. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty much just a awesome. Yeah. I mean, in a way that that's kind of what it was, but it's a little overdone. I know, know, I hear you. So, so what? Uh, so what do you think of them going back and to his oh, sort okay. of a Rob Zombie esque, you know, version of Halloween for Friday the Thirteenth? I, I, it's conceptually, it's cool. It just it depends on how just they keep handle it short. It. Well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 very cool because that's really where the story is. Right. But I don't know how they're going to handle it. Uh, I mean, it's tough. Um, I think they've learned from Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Not to make it too long, in a way. I so I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I I really don't know. You know what I mean? Slasher flicks like um, Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. Halloween, and Friday the Thirteenth. 
we haven't really seen those well, since. You said that twice. You mean Freddy? You mean Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, I'm kind of drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Already? Already! <laughs> but I'm saying we haven't seen those for a while since like the 80s. So I don't know how they're going to handle it. It's a very 80s thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, what would you say is your favorite in order? R- really, if I had to pick, I would say uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I mean, it's he, uh, Freddy's not quite Jason Voorhees. No. Or, uh, uh, you know, Michael from... Uh, right. You know, but Freddy's my go-to dude. I think uh, I'm in on agreement with you on the on the top for me, but I mean, there's a lot of argument to, to be had there. Okay. Because depending on what you're looking for, like I've always felt like Freddy was always kind of the most creative yeah. slasher ever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's really creative, and I think a lot of movies like Wishmaster and oh, weird yeah. shit like that have kind of tried to play off that in some ways. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess Jason is just like. There's no talking to him. You know what I mean? It's just like well, pure he's a, he, he's a land shark. death. Yeah. They get into his head in a couple of the movies in like eight where he falls into the well or into the sewer in New York. <laughs> and he's like, he's like Jason all shaking. Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> so what other news we got? Yeah. Okay. But there's a, this is kind of weird for me. There's a new TV show coming out on Fox, The Exorcist. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a. I read an article where it's not going to be a remake. It's going to be. It's going to take place in, within the same universe. Okay. And they're going to nod their head mm. a few times to the uh, exorcisms that take place in. I forget where it was. Pen- uh, Penisville. Fuck. What? Penisville. <laughs> yeah, totally Penisville. I think it's Penisville. It's a suburb of of Ballsville. <laughs> Georgetown. <laughs> Georgetown, yes. And I used to live right there. I used to, I literally went up those stairs. You know, there's like 75 of them. Oh, you, you, I've gone up the stairs where wow. the priest falls out from the, That's from the first movie. Like, I went up, I counted all of them. And it's like really creepy going up to the top. But once you get to the top, it's like all these nice houses and a church. And stuff. They're saying it's, it's, it's going to be a, not a remake. Mm-hmm. It's going to take place in the same universe. Hmm. And they're going to be really sparse on the use of tubular bells, which is the uh, iconic... So they'll have, like, some variation of it. I don't know. I just know that, like, like fuck you guys. <laughs> because yeah. like, that, that, that song mm-hmm. is so fucking iconic of when it course, comes to yeah. The Exorcist. I want to hear that. I don't need to hear it every time, but, you know, if I can at least hear it during the intro during every episode. It has to be in there, sprinkled in there somewhere. And the other thing, too, is, like, normally I would say you're going to fucking drop the ball, but it's Fox. Right. And Fox is a network, but then again, they did give us the X-Files. And True. E- and X-Files did have a little bit of teeth. Right. So maybe we're going to actually get something that has I th- some... I think a lot of these networks now, what's happening now, is that the side networks, the ones that you get on cable TV... Oh, yeah. ...are getting bigger than the nas- national na- uh, networks. Like, they're starting to get a little scared. Oh, yeah. Because people are wising up to the bullshit. Yeah, I'm not saying all shows on network TV are fucking garbage. Yeah, I'd say the majority of them are. <laughs> like I can't stomach them, and maybe maybe I'm just a dick, but I think they're they're starting to get a little scared, so they're they're trying to put a little teeth no. in their network, Dude, which is cool, man, because uh, they need to. It's hard to compete with uh, Showtime, HBO, and 
FX, AMC, AMC, and all that kind of stuff. It's tough, man. Yeah, they're coming up with some good shows, and it used to be the only place that you could see shows like that were on like HBO, yeah, and Showtime later on. But HBO is always like the first one, I think. Oh, for sure, for sure, for, for that kind of yeah, shit, for sure. There was another show out that was called Damien. And I, I, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, Damien is um, basically takes l- like footage from the movies and puts it into the show. Now this show got canceled, and to be honest, I, at first I w- I don't see why it, it wouldn't have been canceled. But at the end, it starts getting good. Like shit. it starts getting really good, and it was some there was some stupid shit in there. Don't get me wrong. Like it had some massive turds in there. <laughs> But it was, it like caught my attention and finally at the end and then I hear it's not going to have a se- like a season two. I was like, mother fuck. I just devoted all this time to this motherfucking show. Seeing The Exorcist and honestly, if you guys haven't seen the trailer, this shit looks well shot. Like, yeah, it looks like they took the time and there's some, there is not static, but there is some nice flowing shots that are like, it just seems like they're taking their time. And they're just, they're really going for the atmosphere, which I think is fucking great. Oh, for, for sure, dude. So hopefully they, they stick to that. But if you haven't seen the trailer, we'll uh, we'll post it in some of the links or something. Yeah, for so sure, you can man, see for that. sure. Is there anything else? No, that's all the news. That's all the news. Um, what was it? It was last, it was like last week. After we did the second episode and I posted it up. Or oh, it was Wednesday. God. Second episode, Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> we posted it up. Right before we posted it up, I was like talking online on Twitter. And there was a guy by the name of Found Footage Fan. Oh, yeah, dude. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we were talking about found footage in our second episode. So I was like, oh, he added me on tw- or added us on Twitter. And I was like, oh, how funny. I was like, our second episode was dedicated to found footage in a light way. I was like, it was Cannibal Holocaust was the first movie, right? As far as I knew. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we I don't think we ever really fully stated it, but I do want to make a humble amendment For anyway. Sure. For sure. Because found footage fan from foundfootagecritic.com, who I'm giving a big shout out to. Shout out, shout out. He's like... Well, you should go to our website that has over 520 found footage films to find out. And I was like, ah, what a plug. No, but but he, when I went, I was like really surprised. And it's like really in depth about all the different movies that are out. Yeah. And they're just like keeping a dial, like a catalog. So eventually, holy shit, there's going to be like a ton on this thing. I mean, 520 is no, I didn't think there was that many to begin with. I had no clue. Yeah, I mean, I had no clue either. So, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm sure some of them are loose. You know, like we don't know for sure. Yeah. But if they say that these were on tapes and you're watching that, but this goes all the way back. The very first one was Punishment Park. Punishment. Park. 1971. 1971. And I got the pleasure to watch this because because of Found Footage Fan and FoundFootageCritic.com, I went to and watched the movie. Um, I streamed it or something on somewhere, and I. It was like two hours long, and it was really good. Wow, that's cool, man. Like, it had, if you guys haven't seen this movie, it basically is where a bunch of kids or revolutionaries are fighting against the government during the Vietnam War. Uh, and they were basically trying to stop the war. Some of them were dodged, draft dodging um, when they were 
uh, asked to go to war and they were like, no, we're not fighting your war. We don't believe in this, et cetera, et cetera. But really what it is, it's, it's these two crews, this German and this um, English crew uh, from the UK or something. They go out to film how our judicial system works with this punishment park. And they're doing a documentary and they're like showing you footage of the people out doing what they call punishment park. Yeah. And what they have to say to the judges and stuff before they go to it. The judge will say, hey, you know, you can go to jail for 20 years and lose your freedom, or you can do punishment park for four days, and if you survive, you are free to go. Shit. So the youth, like a lot, all of them decide to go to do punishment park because it seems like a breeze. Yeah. They know it's going to be hard, but they don't really know exactly what's happening. Um, so they send them out into the wild. They give them a two-hour head start in the middle of the desert in California. They run, they get. They have to get to, I think it's like 56 miles, 53 or 56. If they can make it between this canyon in the desert to the flag in 53 miles before they get stopped by the police, yeah. they get to be free. Shit. But shit starts going wrong and they start killing people. Like yeah. the cops, like this is like a training ground for all the cops. And they start killing people, and mayhem ensues. And it's like this whole dialogue between war and death and murder and what the cops are. And it honestly mirrors everything that could be literally going on, like, right now. Yeah, damn, dude. So it's it's really fascinating that in 1971, we're almost dealing very similarly to very similar topics and very similar... <clears throat> Uh, revolutionary stuff, I guess. But no. it's interesting. No, it's cool, man. It's if cool you get, get a chance to watch it, I highly recommend it. I thought it was a really good film. I don't even know what the guys, they thought of it. But I'm sure they probably like it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't actually see it. I watched the trailer. You I gotta watch it. watch it. Okay, dude, I'll check it out. I, it's like, I thought, you know, it wasn't gonna be that in... Uh, I was like, oh, 1971, such a toss. You know, we don't know. It yeah. might be bad or good. But it was really good. That's so, cool, but anyway, thank you, FoundFootageCritic.com and FoundFootageFan for Hell yeah. setting us straight. Setting us straight! Set Smackdown! Smackdown! <laughs> so, I guess we'll try to go over some uh, new releases. You know, some new movies that are coming out. Oh, yeah. What's coming out, dude? On Blu-ray. Oh. Like, I like to collect Blu-ray. I don't know if a lot of guys do. I do. I, kinda, I know a lot of my friends fought against Blu-ray no. in the beginning. I'm They're dead. like, I bought all these movies on VHS and DVD. <laughs> and now I gotta buy it on another one, you oh, motherfuckers. DVD, ah. And now we're gonna be going through that again with 4K. Yeah. So, <laughs> time to rebuy. <laughs> but yeah, some of the new releases, um, and these aren't in necessarily any particular order, so I'm just gonna go through these. Uh, one of them is The Thing. They're re-releasing it by Scream Factory. The John Carpenter one? Yes, the oh, John Carpenter The Thing. phenomenal. It's the greatest greatest one of the greatest uh horror films especially score wise uh and just theme well, it's just it's just fucking bizarre it is pretty crazy we don't we don't get a lot of bizarre weird movies nowadays we, we get a lot of like uh boilerplate pieces of fucking dog shit well and if you want to look at a film that does like practical effects justice oh dude for sure for that's sure. one of them oh, right yeah. there but carpenter's one of my go-to guys for the one of the uh yeah, he's one of my favorite directors. Some down. of his later stuff, I can understand that it's not everybody's cup of tea. Might be a little too mainstreamy. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But some of his later stuff has been kind of 
a little lacking. Man, Carpenter does such an amazing job in the thing. And to have it come out September 20th for Scream Factory again. They did have some special releases that they were going to... Or not special release, special editions. Okay. And I think it was just like a poster and that someone redrew. Because, you know, on at Scream Factory, they do like two covers. Okay, yeah. And you can pick between the one you want. Yeah. They give you the, the cardboard sleeve of the new cover... Plus, if you flip the the insert around, it'll it'll have the original cover too, which is awesome. That's total fan service. But they got a new 2K transfer with new 4.1 audio, so it should be really good. And something else that's coming out that we were kind of talk talking about was the Exorcist, and the Exorcist three actually is coming out. It's a collector's edition of that on October 25th. Did oh, you ever shit. see that? Yeah, I saw it. I, I don't remember it. It's been a long time. Really? Yeah, but, you but need I have to check that it, yeah. one out, too. <clears throat> it's good. It's William good. Peter Blatley's. Blatty's. Is it Blatty's? I don't know. I don't know. Sounds Irish. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's coming out October 25th. A 25th? No problem, and man. You can watch older people crawling around on the ceiling. No, I'm now. I went like three different accents right there. Um, I do believe that there is Basket Case two and three on Blu-ray out right now. Oh wow! And those are like twelve bucks a piece on Dude, Amazon for Blu-ray. Yeah, even if it's just a fucking uh, blank screen and snow and still. <laughs> well, I have the first Basket Case, and it was, you know, they didn't shoot in the right. You know, that they could make it a widescreen version. Oh, yeah, because it's so uh, retro. Yeah, I think it was like 8 millimeter or some shit like that, like something crazy. So they couldn't, like, make it, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, even still having it, it's still in 1080p or at least high resolution, <clears throat> but just not in, you know, the 1080 uh, or 1920, I should say. Um, but let's see. We got, um, oh, Cronenberg, Rabid. Collector's editions coming out November twenty second. Oh, cool, man! If you and we were talking about this, uh, shivers. There's shivers, and then there's rabid, and I always get the two confused. If I'm not alone on this, guys, you need to say something and and say because I always get confused between shivers and rabid, and which one's which. Yeah, but I think that's that's pretty much it. That I mean, there's more, but we'll 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 say them next time. Yeah, it's all good. Well, those are somewhere in the future. Uh, there's a lot more stuff. There's even one one that's not necessarily horror that I'm really looking forward to is Rima Williams. <laughs> fucking fantastic fucking 80s movie. I fucking love that movie 100%. And that's coming out on Blu-ray, but on Twilight Time. If you guys know who Twilight Time is, they don't really do a lot of extras. Okay. They just kind of, they're like, well, we'll put some money into this. And we're not going to put a lot in. <laughs> so, But maybe they'll start to figure it out like Lionsgate did with Screen Time. <laughs> Or Scream Factory, I should say. But yeah, that's it for the new releases. Um, you want to kick us off into mindfuck movies? Mindfuck. Do you want to fuck your mind? <laughs> Open up your head and totally. enjoy the penis yes. penetrating your frontal lobe. Well, the, the idea is we're going to get into mindfuck movies, movies that really fuck with your head. Yeah, like what's one of the first ones you saw? The first, we're definitely going to talk about Cronenberg because he really has a good, does a good job of fucking with your brain. I agree. But one of my big, honestly, mm-hmm. huge mindfuck movies, uh, and I know you've seen it, is called uh, Angel Heart. Angel Heart, yeah, that's right, okay. Cause, uh, Which is, okay, that's going to be a little different for most people listening probably, but I don't know. I don't know. I just know it's, it's literally one of those movies where I saw the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and I literally stood up and was like, fuck, fuck, 
fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I, I went out to I opened my window and was like, fuck! Fuck! <laughs> fuck! He like puked in the theater. <laughs> 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 my mind has been fucked! I've been raped! No, it, it's literally, uh, like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. It's about this dude who gets hired uh, by Lucifer basically to find himself because he sold his soul to Satan to become a famous musician. And okay. he used uh, black magic or voodoo, I guess you could say, to, to skirt tail Lucifer in regards to you know Lucifer coming to find him. Oh. And he's like... Uh, to basically win and then get away from him. Yeah. To get everything. <clears throat> so so it's basically a character who's like... He, he basically gets hired by Lucifer to find himself. Mm-hmm. And then during the process, he's killing people, but he doesn't know that he's the one killing the people. So at the end of the movie, he realizes that he's the one that he's been hunting down. Oh, wow. And That's kind of like a... I suck dick for money. Well, <laughs> he was like a cop that was chasing after himself. Oh. Scanner Darkly. Oh, I never watched that. So it's kind of like that in a way. In a way, in a way. I never saw that, though. Mm-hmm. But, but Angel Heart is like... It's so fucking chock full of... Sim- symbology and, and really hardcore stuff it's i mean the last scene of the movie is like him flipping out and the cops are like i forget the last the dialogue but it's him going like i know who i am i know who i am i know who i am and then like the last scene is like him getting in an elevator going down to hell if you like hardcore psychological horror, i need to watch it again i know you let me borrow it okay and i haven't seen it yet it is fucking phenomenal okay it is so smart in the brain uh yeah maybe we'll watch that tonight or okay. something but 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 that's, that's the first mind fuck film I can think of. What about you? I don't. You know, that's. I was trying to think of that while you were telling me this. I don't know. I'm trying to think back. Fuck. We said brain dead. Remember brain dead? Yeah, but oh, yeah. Not uh, not not the Peter Jackson one, but the other one with yeah, that. the brain dead movie. I can. I well, that's not the first one. Okay. Okay. But it is one of the many ones that I felt it tickled my pickle, <laughs> um, and I squirted in my mouth. <laughs> Uh, gherkin, and the all the female <laughs> listeners just dropped off <laughs> or um, got off <laughs> and maybe some of the guys too <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Braid Dead uh, has Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton in it and yeah. that movie if you guys haven't seen that movie I highly recommend that movie it is a Roger Corman classic oh wow and it's actually kind of around the time where Roger Corman was trying to be I wouldn't say he was trying to be legit, but but he was trying to do larger projects, more yeah, maybe larger projects. Okay, okay. Um, so, um, but but this movie is essentially about a brain surgeon. Okay, and this brain surgeon, he's running out of funding, and okay. the wing of his his studies is getting closed because. They don't see any progress coming from his end and his brain studies, even though he's oh, yeah. doing like this fascinating work. <laughs> so one of his buddies, who is Bill, oh Bill Pullman, by the way, is the is the um, the main character. Okay, Bill Paxton is his buddy. Game over, man. Game, Game over, man. <laughs> Bill Paxton, uh, he's like this slimy, grimy, trying to make it up the ladder corporate piece of shit <laughs> so apart from the course another yeah like you just wonder why they were even friends but they you know they go way way back yeah yeah uh it turns out bill pullman's character um i think it's like rex um he gets married to this really gorgeous woman okay and they were both going for her 
you know, at one time. Yeah. And he always regrets that she chose Bill Pullman over Bill Paxton. But Bill Paxton does a really good job of playing this slimy fucking character. <laughs> He's good at that, dude. But he he knows his buddy's really good at the brain work. Okay. And so he, he introduces this idea to his boss. Paxton does. And they try to turn in basically getting your brain worked on. Lobotomy? Lobotomy, yes. Lobotomy? <laughs> yeah, they try to turn basically a, a, a practice of... What 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 Rex's character Bill Pullman does is he can basically do surgery on the brain where he can remove <laughs> paranoia or remove uh, depression wow. or some bad memory that you have. I need to get this guy's number. And he, yeah, right. Yeah, I think we all do. Uh, a utopia will be formed, uh, but they want to turn it into like the, this corporation, this conglomerate that Paxton works for. He brings his boss to this okay. table. And, and what happens is, is Bill Pullman's character gets hit by a car. Oh, wow. And he's doing surgery on this one guy that they're supposed to do to fix so that they can see that this is a marketable thing. Oh, yeah, And that yeah, they yeah. could, like, turn it into a Wendy's lobotomy. <laughs> you know, like, pull dry, on in for dry, a mixed lobotomy. Line. I'll take a number four with French fries and a lobotomy. Yeah. <laughs> pull so, on to the second window, please. But he's, like, losing his mind when this is all happening. It's, okay. like, the biggest... Like, he's he's getting all the funding, but he's, like, it's perversely wrong. Okay. And, and he's, like, also working on this guy, and he's losing in his mind. But the way that they transition... Between all the elements, it's just fucking great. Damn and me. it's really, there's not that much crazy shit that's going on. Huh. It's all practical shit. There's, like, it's really all practical shit. But it's a really great movie. If you like mindfuck movies, I highly re- recommend that. Jesus, I can't even talk. <laughs> uh, let me see another mindfuck movie. I mean, well, obviously we're going to talk about Cronenberg. Well, but yeah. Let, let's, let's put we're him throwing on... out some weird gems. Yeah, let's see what else other mindfuck movies. Um, uh, Primer, maybe? Ah, that's... A that's... Bit of... I would say that that could be considered a mindfuck movie. Uh, it's, I mean, because you watch it and you don't know what you just watched and you have to watch it five more times to even potentially possibly understand oh, to yeah. watch it five more times. <laughs> By the way, I mean, I would say that that movie is probably one of the most intellectual time movies ever made. There is so much going on. It's like reading... A fucking crazy ass book that makes no sense to you. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not saying it's like just it's it's on the surface, it's understandable. Yeah. But they're going at it so fast, and they're doing so many different things that's changing so many different timelines, and what they're doing in it. There's actually a girl, and I believe it's called like New York City Girl or something like that on YouTube, and I'll try uh-huh. to link it for this cast. Oh, I know what you're talking about. She does an entire breakdown of the Primer movie. Yeah, yeah. And puts it in like, it's like a 20 minute video. But she does such an amazing job of breaking it down. I was really kind of caught off guard and blown away. So if you have ever seen Primer, or if you haven't, go see it. But if you have, and you still don't know what the fuck it's going on in this movie, and you still don't understand, watch her video and it will make all the sense in the world. Dude, I gotta check but it out. after you're done watching that video, you'll yeah. totally forget. The uh, another one I can I can bring up, but I don't like bringing it up because it's a, a very mainstream movie. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Inception. Inception. Oh no! I mean, a lot of people would consider that a mindfuck movie. Yeah, but for me, it, it was a good film. I mean, Christopher Nolan, he knows his shit. Sure. But it's a very big, high budget. I I, I feel bad bringing it up. I feel like no. it's. 
I don't know. It depends because mind fuck. Everybody has a different mind, so whatever fucks with their head. It is intellectual <laughs> and to some degree. Yeah. Because you kind of figure out like, like why is the top spinning? Why is the top spinning? Why is it spinning? Does it fall? Centrifugal force. That's probably yeah. why. Uh, no spoiler <laughs> alert. I don't even know. I saw that in the theater. I did too. I I would say. Now that we've gotten a few just random ones that maybe people relate to or something, I would say Cronenberg has the lion's share. You, yeah. Of Mark of like mindfuck movies. Yeah, dude. Uh, Videodrome, yep. uh, Existence, and yep. Naked Lunch. Naked Lunch. Yeah. That's his mindfuck trilogy. I will say, and uh, um, I had an experience watching Naked Lunch. Were you naked? An altered eating experience. Lunch? <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched that movie and there's a part in Naked Lunch where they're in the in inner zone. Oh, okay. And I can't remember what country it is, but it's a place where like Jack Kerouac, um Hunter S. Thompson and William S. Burroughs who wrote the book Naked yeah, Lunch, yeah. um who David Cronenberg loves. They used to do a lot of drugs and write a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. And from what I heard, William S. Burroughs I'll get into that later. But there's a part in the movie where he's talking to some guy that's there as also as a writer and on tourist. He's a tourist. Okay. Talking to him and about something. And he's like, as he's talking to him, he's like, we're not really having this conversation verbally. <laughs> right now, if you look at my lips and his lips are moving out of sync. Oh, dude. And he's like, right now I'm having this conversation with you telepathically. If you look at my lips, you'll notice. And I was like, what the fuck? I know, dude. That's <laughs> where, it that's, sounds so simple. That's where my head so exploded effective. into fucking outer space, dude. <laughs> dude. dude and, <laughs> and that's just a minor thing. I know, but dude. But it blew my mind. I know, dude. What was some of the, one of the craziest parts in the movie that you can remember? Uh, I mean, aside from some of the most amazing fucking catch lines that you could ever re-utter. From, from Naked Lunch? Yeah. Like, is there anything? Uh, I just remember him doing a lot of, he would uh, snort the, uh, or whatever, do the the bug. The millipede, uh, the centipede powder. Yeah. And then, like, remember the part where he, he had all these, the like, these mugwomps or whatever, and they're like. The mogwomjism. Yeah. Mogwomjism <laughs> or some shit. I remember that. Because uh, Burroughs was uh, hardcore gay. Oh yeah, he was he was gay. He was also into a lot of heroin and a lot of drugs. But <laughs> well, they all were probably around a time where he could. That was like okay in that sit in that country. But yeah. in that in that country in that city, are you staying at like all those things? The centipede powder, the mugwumjism, the fucking roach powder. Yeah, all of those were different types of drugs. Yeah, I bet. and when Hunter S. or Hunter S. Thompson, when William S. Burroughs wrote the book. And by the way, that is a very difficult read. I have not read it. It is very ADD. Like it, I it is. I mean, it's it's intelligent. It's got a flow to it. But I don't know if this is a hundred percent true. But I heard that when William S. Burroughs wrote the book, he wrote it on all these typed pages. He was in like a fucking drug binge for months on end. I heard that. And too. people came to fucking his rescue because they were like worried about him. And he was writing this most amazing stuff that they had ever written. Wow. That he'd ever written. And somehow William S. Burroughs was frustrated with it and just threw all the pages in the air. And huh. him and all his buddies tried to piece it together the best they could. Yeah. Because it was just so stream of consciousness like wow. like while he's on this fucking drug binge and like everything he was writing, but yeah, Cronenberg took something that I couldn't even imagine beginning to write a, a, a story for, 
Damn. And and then make about it, and he turned it into a movie, and it's fucking sexual. It's fucking dark. It's it's like what pornography on the world is like <laughs> versus like drugs, and I don't know, man. I gotta see it again. I, I haven't seen it for a while. I got. I think I got that on Blu-ray. Oh really? Yeah. I got it on DVD, but I don't think I have it on Blu-ray. Oh yeah, I think it was a Criterion Collection. Oh shit. So they did it before for DVD, but they redid it for the. Um, I believe they did it. Redid it for the. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that for a while. Blu-ray. Well, another movie, obviously, is one of my favorites. Is the Videodrome you mentioned? Oh, dude. Oh, for sure. If I had to say in order, Videodrome, Naked Lunch. And Existence, those three movies in particular. Yeah. I would say it'd be Videodrome, Naked or Naked Lunch, and then Existence. Yeah, Existence is just a an updated version of Videodrome. Yeah, it's almost like somewhere in between <clears throat> Naked Lunch and Videodrome. Yeah. It's almost it, like a sequel, to be honest, no, to Videodrome. It, it, no, you're totally right. It's totally right. Because it's it's the same kind of concept. Yeah. But it's just rather than um, being a videotapes, it's right. a video game. If you guys haven't seen Videodrome, I probably wouldn't listen after this. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> alert, 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 alert. Turn off your head. But yeah, Videodrome, I mean, you guys have put it in your music. Oh, dude, for sure, man. Like you, It's one of I my favorite what song. Films. It's called, what is it? Uh, Reformat. Reformat, the that's whole, right. The whole song is about Videodrome. It's about rewriting your brain. and Well, it's, it's loosely based on the film. Yeah, heavily in- influenced by Videodrome. That's a good song. We'll have to link that in the comments as well so you oh, guys yeah. can hear that. Also, But Shale- there's a Shale's sample version. in there. And we're probably all going to get sued, by the way, for that. <laughs> but I remember I remember, I did a song for my band. Um, I did Long Live the New Flash, which oh. is like the, the thing they say in the revolutionary oh, part of the Videodrome. And uh, I remember before I came up with the song and I was going to write the entire song about it, there was a part where he, um, there's a, Doctor, Doctor Brian Oblivion. Oh, Brian, uh, Brian Oblivion. Yeah, Doctor Brian Oblivion. Brian Oblivion, you're right. And he, uh, I don't even know where I was talking about before. The television screen is a. Oh, the thing that he says in the in in, in our things. Yeah, it was like, the television screen has become the retina of the mind's eye, and uh, in my song, I did the long live the new flesh kind of discussing like what the the undertones of the movie were <laughs> about subliminal. Um, Recoding or oh, yeah. uh, ultra MK Ultra style type shit, but through commercials and TV and graphic yeah. images. Yeah. That's what because that back in the eighties, that was a huge thing. Also, as a side note, I'm surprised you know what MK Ultra is. Oh yeah, no, I've I've, I've read a lot of things about it. I'm not 100 percent sure what I believe because a lot of people that uh, are kind of the uh, cheerleaders of it. Yeah. Are a little out there. I know, but we can use that on a different episode because I studied as well that kind of stuff. Uh, but not to derail the conversation. No, 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 that's no, no, another, no. Another episode. It's another all episode, part of the same episode. thing. MK Ultra. I mean, they were trying to send a signal that would corrupt the mind to be able to be controlled. Yeah. By the bet- what they thought was the right way to live life. Yeah. And they were so obsessed with the right way and destroying anybody that was into filth and pornography and murder and death to be killed off and use his tools to basically to fight for the good cause huh. or whatever huh. it's like it is by far one of my favorites man it's, it's yeah. so fucking bizarre and weird it really is 
I mean, it's, and it's and and it's so sexual. Yeah, it's, very. It's so well, weird. Well, that's Cronenberg, right? I know, there. dude. Yeah, he's he's very good with body horror. Yeah, and body modification and that sexual stuff and and Deborah Harry, dude. Yeah, like it's weird. Like Laura hates fucking Deborah Harry, but I love her music, man. Really? <laughs> I'm I, I'm into her. She hates her. I don't. She doesn't hate her. Well, she's like, oh god, turn that off. It's a blondie. And I'm really? Like, yeah. I'm like, I mean, dude. I'm I'm not like a big fan or anything, but uh, you know, it's blondie. But she was a really good actor, I thought. She did a great job. She was very, like, uh, distant and... Flippant, kind of. Yeah, and uh, she fit She fit the role. Yeah, I love that scene where they're having Dr. Brian Oblivion on the Rena King show or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah. And she's, like... And they're, like, hitting on each other, James Wood's character, and her hitting on each other. He's like... What are you doing later? I would really like to ask you how. And then I like skip over it. But uh, Nikki Brand, that's her name. Oh, yeah. That's her character's name. Shit, I got to go home and watch it now. It's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, no, I I watch that probably twice a year at least. Shit, man. And then Existence, I usually end up watching as well because it is kind of, I mean, I don't think it was intentionally a sequel by any means, but it's almost like in the future. Yeah. Like, no, we're I, strapping devices on our heads, like VR, which we're plugging into our necks or spines. But I, I agree. It, it, disappearing. It's, I, it's, it's, I think it's an unintentional sequel. Right. But I, I totally agree. Kind of fits the same tropes. Yeah. You know what sure, I mean? Like, sure. that we're blinding ourselves with video games or something this time yeah. around. Um, or that we're messing with reality. Down with existence. What do they call it? Down with... I forget. It's been I so can't remember. But that's another really great movie. And if you guys haven't seen this, you owe it to yourself to at least indulge in the fucking weird fucking visual scapes that Cronenberg uh, has uh, been a part of. Yeah, he's good. He's good at, like, like we're talking about, like I said, mindfuck films. If you want yeah. to get your mind fucked, if you want to get raped in the brain, <laughs> Videodrome or Existence for sure. And it may be a little outdated for some, but I think it still holds up. But I, I've been such a fan of it for so long, it's like... I don't know what it would be like being a newcomer and just like watching those films. I don't know. I mean, Existence is pretty. Well, it's or was it mid nineties or something? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was later. It was well after Videodrome. Yeah, but uh, you know, I don't really think it matters. I mean, it's just it's just good film. It's it's good intellectual film. The kind of film that I like because kind of makes you think. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to get at. Because yeah. if I watch a film and I don't walk around for the next two hours thinking about it and talking about it, right. then it probably wasn't a very good movie. If it's very one-sided and there's nothing to it, then it probably wasn't a good movie. Mm. Ooh, you know what? I did a review on this a while ago okay. for another podcast that oh, I used really? to be a part Shit. of. I was with my friend Nick, the Starship. and uh, Oh, that did, guy? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's yeah, cool, me man. and him did a podcast called The Unknown Cast. And uh, we did like two episodes, or two or three. Yeah, we did three. Okay. And the very first one was this movie. That's another mindfuck movie in a way. It's called Pontypool. Have you not seen that? I don't think I know it. Ooh. Fuck. That's actually based off a book, too. Pontypool Changes Everything is the name of the book. Okay, okay, They did the first movie based on like one part of it, sort of, but they had the director and the writer were like, buddy buddy with this but it's essentially a zombie movie huh but it's not okay like it's zombie-esque but it has to do with the verbal language and how it infects your brain and how like certain phrases and words bring out this inner fucking crazy 
that makes you go into a loop and oh, start murdering people. That has a term. Uh, that's actually something that's... Really? Uh, I can't remember. That I, might be why he wrote it, because it was I, like... I don't remember. I don't want to quote the term, but there's a book about uh, a cyberpunk book called uh, Snow Crash. Okay. That has a lot to do with that. About um, that kind of bullshit. But Stephen McCaddy's in the movie um, for Pontypool. And if you're not familiar with him, he's kind of a he's a, he's a Canadian star. Uh, but he's so good, like, in this movie in particular. Like, I've seen him in some other movies, but he is so good. He plays a radio DJ, first oh, of yeah. all. And he's in a soundproof room. So, go figure, you know, like, audio. But, man, the way this unravels and, like, it's it really centralizes around this one radio station. Shit. And not much more outside of it. And they have people coming in and going and, like... It's just the way that he talks, and he's telling the televised, or the televised, he's telling the radio, sta- uh, you know, news and everything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. He's basically a failed um, radio jock. Uh, you know, he's a shock rock DJ. Yeah. And he's a failed one, so now he's working in some podunk town yeah. in the middle of fucking Pontypool uh, talking about stupid shit that he doesn't want to talk about. But he's still really talented. So, but it's just you if you got to see it, man. I'm telling you, that's another really great movie. And I would consider it a mindfuck movie because it kind of left me it's like one of those movies that leaves you with that sort of oh, what the fuck just happened. Uh-huh. Uh I think glossolalia is the term. Glossolalia? Glossolalia? Hey, if you guys know what this is, don't don't quote me because I may be mispronouncing it. If there is a certain uh, sort of uh, But the, the term is like, you know, using terms and and words of endearment. Well, no, <laughs> no, no. They say that in the movie. That's why I say that. Well, just uh, being able to manipulate someone using language. Hmm. Uh, I think that's what it's called. Because, like I said, Snow Crash is a cyberpunk movie or cyberpunk mm-hmm. book that uses it heavily. Okay. Glossolalia, hmm. I think, is what it's called. Well, if you guys know for sure, let us know. Yeah, because in I'm... the comments, it's your job. It's your job. We're hiring you. <laughs> Get to fucking work, You're hired. you slacker. It pays zero dollars an hour, <laughs> and you do all the work. Yes, do our work for us, please. But what about other mindfuck movies? I, there's other movies that it's tough because for me, like the most mindfuckery movie, like I brought it up earlier, was uh, Angel Heart. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that fucks. See, my that mind makes me. Heart. You have sold me on watching that movie like very in depth, and I hope I like it because <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it will it will rape your brain. It's literally like, like I'm not joking, dude. The film got over. I really like. What the fuck? I'm like, I can't believe this just happened. Well, you know, I watched that movie, and I know I've seen it at least two times. <clears throat> I feel like I missed something. Like, did I miss it? Did I don't know. Like, I didn't watch it or something. I didn't get it. But we're, we're and when we're talking about mindfuck movies, we're talking about movies that go in one direction but wind up going a different direction, or just take you in fifty million directions. Yeah. maybe sometimes because I, I brought up Harrison Bergeron. The other day, it's not quite a mindfuck. Yeah, he did movie. right there. Oh yeah. Well, holy shit. Yeah, I can talk about it, but it's not quite a mindfuck movie. Not that I can think of, but because because Harrison Berger and I can talk about maybe on a later episode. Okay. It's a very very cool movie, based on a Kurt Vonnegut book. It doesn't really have any mindfuckery to it okay. per se, but it's just very emotional and very cool. Okay. Uh, but as far as mindfuckery, uh, maybe Session Nine. Oh yeah, I have that movie. Yeah. yeah. And uh, John Carpenter's... That, that did a really good job. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. Hmm. About, like, a chick going crazy and you don't know if what's happening is real or not. Oh, I didn't know that was John Carpenter. 
Did you? Wow, see I must have really lost touch. But the ward, yeah. The, wasn't it? Was there a little mindfuckery to it? I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, sort of. I don't remember. I it just popped in my head. I haven't seen that in so long. I know I've seen it. Okay. Is that the one where the like girls in like a wheelchair and she, she died and she was like mistreated? She was like mentally handicapped <clears throat> I, and like <clears throat> she was like haunting the halls and she was like a nurse. Like the chick was like a nurse. And it was like this girl had broken brittle bone syndrome or some shit like that, and she was like attacking wow. kids. Wow, I I just remember it was directed by John Carpenter. Wow, yeah, well, <laughs> That's I, all I have remember. seen so many movies. I know, dude. It's like I can't I don't remember. It's it's in there. I just don't know how. Okay, what about mind fuckery TV shows? Wow, With, without without David uh, Lynch's fucking Twin oh, Peaks. Dude, Twin Peaks. That, it, it, without a doubt. I was gonna say, uh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Huh. Mr. Robot first season. First season, you think? Well, yeah, because it's it's basically Fight Club. Yeah, it kind of. But that I wouldn't consider. Well, Fight Club is considered a mind fuck movie, technically. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it did leave that feeling and make you think about a lot of stuff. So, I mean, I kind of saw it coming a mile away. Right. I knew it was going to be fucking Fight Club, but still, like you didn't see it. You know, that's where they were going for. And I can't think of any any other TV shows. TV shows. That's a tough one, man. I mean, I know that there was like uh, like a lot of the Twin Peaks stuff, which is so funny to me because I feel like I know that before Twin Peaks happened, they had shows that had a whole story over the course of the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, the overarching But they story. were like, it was like Dallas or oh, something God. like that. Oh, God, I remember watching you know Dallas. I mean? <laughs> but like Twin Peaks, nobody could watch it because they were so used to watching episodes of shows that had a new story each fucking episode. Oh, yeah. I think, I think, and this is my theory. Theory. Is that... It was, and that show was so fucking weird fucking that weird. if you didn't watch the first episode of Twin Peaks, oh yeah, you were lost. I know, and, and I wouldn't blame anybody for feeling lost. But I remember it dropping off, and they, I know they did a season two, and then, but I don't remember it being on TV. So I'm a little confused about that one. But yes. yeah, there's not many TV shows that I can think. Yes, of. Uh, Twin Peaks, man. Like from what I remember, like granted, don't quote me. David Lynch and Mark Frost, you know, they're the guys that did the show. David Lynch had no intention of ever letting anyone know who killed Laura Palmer. Oh, yeah. He never wanted to. Because but, he felt it ruined the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the network was like, no, you got to let people know. No, you got to let people know. So, so they did that shitty thing at the end. So, yeah. So that's part of the reason he left the show was because he was like a fuck you to the network because... Isn't he bringing it back now? Well, it's from what I hear they are. Yeah, like, I heard, like, I remember... Somebody sent it out as a rumor, and it was probably a true rumor, or that they had overheard them talking, like, network execs and shit like that. We're like, yeah, we should hire David Lynch. This, Let's do this. This Twin Peaks sold Twin a Peaks. Blu-ray. What is this? We should really I don't like get Peaks. I don't like twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I know that he's supposed to do it again, I think, and he had denied it the first time. Oh, man. And then it got such popularity, I think he was like, all right, I'll fucking do it. Or they had already planned it. I don't remember how it went, but I believe it was one no, of those you, ways. You could be spot on, man, because like from what I remember hearing in regards to X-Files being brought back, right? some podcast uh, was like – I don't remember what podcast. And I don't, know if this, I don't know if this is true. This is what I heard. Okay. Um, but they were like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if they brought back the X-Files? We should probably make a bunch of fake X-Files stuff that it's coming back on, during this year. And then try year. to get it to go out. And they just like did it, and then so many people like caught on. That the network was like, oh shit, we should probably bring back There's money here. There's money here. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of my favorite episodes of that new one, a little off the subject here, was 
the one about the guy that spit blood from his eyes. <laughs> Did you see that one? Yeah. That was so funny. Like, that episode was hilarious. And they needed to have that one episode in there because that really kind of embodied the uh, of some of the spirit of what oh, X-Files was. Oh, you're right. Because, like, uh, a lot of these shows that, that have this kind of longevity, whether it's X-Files, Star Trek, or, from, for me, Supernatural, right. it can't take itself too serious. Yeah. It can have episodes where it does take itself serious. Sure. But... If it can make fun of itself here and there, it's so much more endearing. There's like, I know that there's a lot of TV shows that have, I don't know if it was just out of straight boredom or they just wanted to fuck with the network (laughs) or like what it was. But like there was a show that was on for a while that was really popular on The Wire. Oh, The Wire. That's HBO. Yeah. They said fuck like for 10 minutes. (laughs) I think it's like 10 or 15 minutes. They just said fuck. (laughs) <laughs> like they walk around and they're like looking like in an, at a crime scene and they're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. 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 Like, and I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> but um, but back to, to, to mind fuck movies. I, I really want to give a, a, some sort of Asian good. Because I know, I know that you're not a big fan of Takashi Miike. Yeah. You, you think I he's think overrated a little you bit. You are got Yeah. I think he's a bit overrated. But I I don't know. The vibe that he puts in some of his movies, though, it's one of those things that was kind of like how Troma was like at the big at the top for a little while. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like everybody loved Troma for a while. And I'm not saying that they don't still. And I'm not trying to put down anybody that likes Troma. But there was a time where it was like actually really popular like oh yeah it was a big thing like it was like a fad it was like full moon movies oh yeah you know what i mean like it just had this like overwhelming thing and i remember being so into it but um takashi miike films i have some quite a bit he's done like audition which is kind of a mindfuck movie oh yeah i don't remember it very very well but it's very much like i don't want to say like a guinea pig style sort of but it's straight up just like a girl eviscerating and fucking up a guy right I think it was kind of to, like, women taking back the power. Okay, yeah. Because in Japan, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, Well, yeah, yeah, because guys are like... It's dick, customary dick that bags. women are, like, below. Yeah. Not always, but I'm just saying it's, like, kind of like the old thing. Yeah. Um, what is the other movie? He they did, he did uh, Takashi Miki did a, um episode 13 in the Masters of Horror, the first season. Oh, I I think I might have that, but I don't remember it. You don't. I pro- you probably didn't even see it because they did, did. You get it on Blu-ray? Do you have the whole set? Oh, I have a. I have a. I think I have the majority of the set on DVD. Okay, because I think they excluded it from huh. the American release for some reason for a little while. Why not? Because it was like really graphic. Huh. And I don't. I don't remember. At least they removed it from the TV show. Okay. So they didn't have it on Showtime. Uh, but he did that. I mean, there's Ichi the Killer, and that's just fucking like, what the fuck? <laughs> but if you watch the movie Gozu, that movie is a fucking trip, dude. I don't think I've seen it. I've seen Ichi the Killer. I've seen uh, Old Boy. Um, I like see. I li- well, I don't think he did Old Boy. What? I thought he did. Mm, I don't think so. Maybe not. Maybe I'm fucking stupid. Well, it looks like we've gone well over here. But, um, but yeah, guys, if you guys some... Fucking crazy movies that maybe we didn't talk about. You'd be surprised. We've probably seen a lot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, please let us know of anything that you think is really cool. I've literally spent days looking up mindfuck movies yeah. so that I could just find them. I think a lot of the times I watch thriller movies um, because sometimes those have those like really weird yeah. twists. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's some, and, and the thing is too, there, there's other mindfuck movies that I, I can't place in my brain right that I've head. seen. Yeah. We may bring up mindfuck movies in sure. some other episodes because I know I've seen other ones. I just can't place them right now. I really want to get back into Asian cinema, just not not like, hey, let's go find some new movies, like because it kind of died off there for a little while. There was like a lot of Asian like ghost story. Movies oh yeah, like grudge from, and like, shit. Yeah, like there was so many, it, it got like overwhelming, but it's kind of interesting how that got so underground and popular yeah and then it got into the american mainstream and then they wouldn't stop making the movies they would not stop i Nothing think they could stop i them. think america even tried to make a ghost story from a native american indian like woman <laughs> in the style that was japanese are you serious yeah i saw it and i i rented it from netflix <laughs> when we did discs oh, back God. in the day and I even did a review of it, but I can't for the life of me. And it's still the number one review on Netflix if you go and search it. I just can't think. <laughs> well, of only what number it is. one because you're the only guy that reviewed it. <laughs> I'm like number three on the because I used to like to do reviews on Netflix. If oh you remember. yeah. But uh, I was like number three on In the Mouth of Madness, which I was like, Fuck dude, man. that is one of the fucking greatest goddamn yeah. movies ever made. That I could dedicate an entire episode. to. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> this is not reality. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on Beyond the Veil podcast. Thanks for coming by. We appreciate your support. Any any help that you can goes a long way. But no, thanks, guys. Yeah, dude. See you guys. Tune in every Monday for a new episode. And please, Dr. Eggle.